underway. Broadcasting to you from our North Catholic studios in Cranberry Township with our 12th episode of our podcast on North Catholic Athletics. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Berry. And together, we are your hosts for this podcast. And Ryan, we are in playoff mode now here at North Catholic as the winter sports seasons are coming to a close. Yes, we are. The boys got to kick off beating Montour in the first round of the playoffs on Monday, uh, 53-41 in a game that really wasn't the game we expected. We expected them to go out and just drain a lot of threes and kind of push Montour away. But they won it by playing good defense, which is, I mean, they play good defense this year, but they usually have won games by hitting threes, and they only made three threes in that whole game. Nick Larson got the first three of the game, but it wasn't until over halfway through the third quarter. And that's something that we've, ne- like, as you said, we've never seen from North Catholic this year, as they've been able to. But that's also an interesting thing, that they were able to win a game without having their best shooting. They didn't They didn't have to rely on the three to win that game. And that was a scrappy team in Montour. They had a lot of tall guys that were uh, – really messing up the paint and North Catholic was able to overcome that and keep in good range in the rebound battle which is something that they when the rebounding is good that's really been their telltale sign of if they're going to win that game or not as it was against Central Catholic. I mean you look at some of their losses like the two Lincoln Park games the biggest thing in that game that really went to the loss was rebounding they yep. couldn't rebounding they could score in those games pretty good but they, they just couldn't defensive rebound and Lincoln Park just got so many second chance points uh and I believe Andrew Madelon led the team with 22 points yep. on Monday uh Max Rahman added 10 as well and it was a really gritty performance by the Trojans as they're not going to be playing Uniontown at Norwin High School and that will be on Thursday in the second round of the Whippeal playoffs and Uniontown this year they're they've been pretty good they scored 75 points per game and it's going to be an interesting test for North Catholic as Uniontown was only behind Laurel Highlands in um their section and they had one win against the Laurel Highlands as well they, they lost one yeah they lost them last game in the regular season uh at home they played yep. uh, 75-69 but they beat them earlier in the year 61 to 57 uh, they're a team that can score, but they play a lot of good defense as well. You look at a lot of these conference games, they're allowing less than uh, 60, 50 points in a majority of them. Uh, the the kind of outliers of the Lower Highlands game where they let up uh, they let up only 57 the first time against Lower Highlands, they let up 69 the second time, but they're, they're playing good defense, and so that's kind of led to a lot of their successes. Just North, they're going to have to score. Uniontown's going to try to take away the three, and it might be type of Montour game where you might have to win by your defense. You might have to, and that 75 points that Uniontown is averaging, that's the third most in the Whippeal for any basketball team. And so that's going to be something North Catholic's going to have to overcome, but they can shoot with the best of them if their shooting's on. And uh, we'll see how that game goes on Thursday night as we wish them the best of luck, and we know that they have the capabilities to win that game. And um, hopefully we're talking about a – semifinal matchup when we come on the air next week and um, with that let's look at the girls basketball team Ryan as they've both both the boys and the girls basketball team since we last talked played in the Don Graham Classic in which the boys beat Central Catholic in a game that they never trailed and it was a remarkable victory before they headed into playoffs with so much momentum as it was for the girls team who beat Oakland Catholic Ryan yeah they did I mean we can talk a little bit about the Oakland game the Oakland they were considered the best team in the Whippeal, yep. and it was a game that they, many thought the Eagles could just come in to North Catholic and just dominate from start to finish. But the Trojans came out that one. They were down eight nothing, I think, at the start or something like that, or six nothing. Then Ava Walker just took control early, had nine straight points to give North the lead. I think it got to nine eight at that point or something like that. 
and then they just kept battling the rest. They were down in half, and then they made a run in the second half and just took the win, and that was a huge win, a win that I thought would propel them to the first seed. I don't know how it didn't. North Catholic had everything in their favor, and that win against Oakland was decisive. And when you go against the best team in the Whippeal, as it's ranked, how do you not— how does that not make you a first seed? And they played Erie Cathedral Prep earlier in the year. They beat Erie Cathedral Prep. And Blackhawk plays Erie Cathedral Prep, and they lose to them towards the end of the year. So that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't like comparing the games that are played early in the year because teams change so much. But when you just – I think that, I mean, beating the best team in the final game of the year yeah, is like – Yeah, it has to do something. It should. And it just didn't make much sense why – it didn't give them the first seed. I mean, they're both undefeated in conference, right? Yep. And you see the, the two teams are undefeated in conference, then you look at non-conference games. Did the Trojanettes do bad enough in non-conference games? Did Blackhawk do that much better than them, but they deserve the one seed over North Catholic? And I think that Oakland loss definitely hurt them because they ended up being the second seed in their playoff bracket, which is which is something, yeah, else, so it which something crazy. It can't work both ways. It can't work it both can't ways. hurt Oakland and not help North. Yeah. But it is what it is. The girls know what they have to do. They do. They're, they're going to have to play good either way. Uh, and they get started off. Uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday against Beaver. Beaver, Beaver area. Beaver area. And Beaver, they put a whooping uh, in, in, the, in their first round game as well against uh, West Mifflin, 58-32. to 32. Uh, The seventh seed, so they're coming in hot and they're ready. North Catholic's got the rest. Hopefully they can knock the rust off, though. And Beaver has had phenomenal defense this year, Ryan. They're only giving up 31 and a half is their average, so 32 points per game this season, which is remarkable in basketball. And um, we'll see what that turns into in this game against North Catholic. Is obviously, I'm sure they have a lockdown D. North Catholic struggled a little bit against the press of Oakland Catholic. And I don't know if that's something they'll be able to – that'll be a game plan against them, maybe? Yeah, but if Beaver does do that, yeah. the thing that – I mean, even though Daisha didn't score that much against Oakland, I think she was the most important player because she was the person – like pretty much every time caught the ball on that inbound pass and had to battle the press. And she passed almost every time perfectly out of that. There were a couple of times where there were a couple of rush passes, but other than that, she handled it really well. She was calm. She made some amazing plays, and she was one of the big reasons North Catholic won that game. So I think if Beaver tries to do that, it'll be Daisha's responsibility, and there is no way that Beaver is going to run the press as good as Oakland did. I think you're absolutely right. And that's – this team is so exciting. It's so versatile, too, what the girls can do. And um, it, they're, they're finally starting to get healthy. Daisha's had some games under her now. And um, they're heading into the playoffs with a little bit of a break, too. They haven't played since that game against Oakland Catholic. So they have almost four, They almost have two weeks in between that game and their game against Beaver this Friday, which will be on the North Catholic Sports Network. Ryan, Alex Jackson, and Callie Mortis will be on the call for that one. And we look forward to that one and hopefully many more. Um, throughout the rest of this year in playoff action. And um, next up, we'll talk about the boys' hockey team um, as they're having a pretty impressive season themselves as well as they just qualified for the playoffs. Uh, and they're going to be either the four or the three seed as we head down the rest of the way this season. And they have one more game against Beaver this Thursday at 645. And that will be a game in which North Catholic should win. And... With that win, that would give them 29 points on the year. But right now, they have a 13-5-1 record, which is good for fourth place right now in the Varsity A Gold Division. And, Ryan, I'm going to ask you this before we, we have an interview with Emilio Lara Quinte here in a second. But, Ryan, um, 
that you played a game against Avonworth on Monday, and that was a big win for your team. And you let the entire way. Avonworth kept on clawing back a bit, but you got the game-winning goal with just about a minute left to give the team the 3-2 victory and send Avonworth home packing in a period that they absolutely had to win. All they needed was a tie in that third period to be able to make it into overtime, and they would be in right now in the playoffs. But you crushed their dreams with a, that big goal at the end. Um, but what is that goal do and that win do to the team heading into the playoffs well it definitely gives us confidence that I mean you know I mean even though a point there uh we would be having the same situation now if we beat Beaver we would get the four seed but just winning that one in regulation really is like a a boost you don't want to go to overtime against a team that is now a non-playoff team you want to go uh, you want to win that one in regulation. They're fighting for lives and show that no matter what, this team needs to win this game to get in the playoffs, that we can shut them down. I mean, only allowed six shots in the third period, and luckily on that last shift, uh, I think it was about 50 seconds left, where, uh, I mean, the faceoff was pushed towards an Emilio like me, and he passed it behind the net, and he fed me perfectly, uh, and I pulled it on my forehand, tucked it on my back, and right before the goalie slid across, it was a great pass, and Luckily, I was able to finish that one, and that was just really big because, like, th they were playing for the tie, and luckily we were able to to get the win. I mean, we, we don't want to play for ties. We no, play you, for play, wins. Yeah. you play to win the game, and that's exactly what you did. And if I correct myself, it the fifth seed is still a possibility, but it, you have to beat Beaver on Thursday. Um, and Beaver is going to be playing tough as well. as, as ob Obviously, it's their last game of the year. could be their senior night and um, big game for their seniors and their team. So it'll be a good contest on Thursday evening. Um, but heading to playoffs, let's have a little bit of a perspective and a look back at the season thus far from our interview with Emilio Laraquinte. I'm here with North Catholic varsity hockey player Emilio Laraquinte. Emilio, thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. You guys have had a really impressive season thus far, especially considering the amount of new players you guys have brought into the team this year. How has the team been able to adapt to that challenge over the course of the year? And do you feel like that has made the team stronger at this point? So last year we lost a lot of seniors. We had, I think it was around 13, 13, yeah. 13 seniors we lost. We lost our top point scorer. We lost some really key, crucial defensemen. But the upcoming freshman class has had brought a lot of people on. They've really molded to the team, and they've been able to, we've all been able to become a unit and be able to work together regardless of who's on the ice. The chemistry is just phenomenal. There's no problems on the team. Everyone's morale is super high. It's been going really great. Something that has made the teams very successful this year as well has been definitely in the back end. And that by that, I mean Dylan Bork, who's had been a sensational for the team this year, all-star as well, as you were as well. Um, how has playing in front of him influenced the team over the course of the season? Dylan's a great goalie. He's unbelievable. He's ranked first right now in Pill, he's just gives a confidence boost to the whole team. Being able to have him on the ice makes the whole team be able to play more calm, more collected, because they don't have to worry about some unbelievable easy shot just going in. Yeah. They can just they can worry about playing their game and just goes from there. And that's for you have to do a lot of things on the offensive end. You've had 20 points this season, which is second on the team, only to your line mate, uh, Ryan Berry. Um, what has made everything come together for you this year to have such a successful and productive season? So last year I broke two hands, uh, concussion. I wasn't having a great season last year. I believe I only finished last year with five points. 
played 13 games, didn't have a great season. This year, me, Ryan, and Sam, Sam's been injured a little bit, but all three of us have really been able to come together as a line and absolutely dominate on the ice. We're always controlling the offensive end, and we make the other team look like no matter which, which team it is, we completely control them. Did you break the same hand last year? Uh, Twice? <laughs> one hand and then the other hand right Oh, my after. gosh. Roe broken in practice. That's terrible. Come on, Roe. Um, looking back on the season thus far, what was the game that you think you've played the best in as a team? As a team, I think our first game versus McDowell and also one of our games against Quaker, the first game against Quaker. Okay. I, I would agree. That, that was a good one, too. Um, but what made it that way, and what does the team need to be able to improve upon as you head into playoffs? So our first game against McDowell, it was a revenge game. Yeah. They knocked us out of the playoffs the year before. We really wanted we wanted that win. Everyone wanted that win. Not so much. The freshmen didn't really feel it as much as we did, but it was— It trickles down. Yeah. Yeah. We needed it, and we got it in overtime. It was a great goal by Colin. Uh, I feel— Going into the playoffs, we have this one game against Beaver left, and then going into the playoffs, we need to be able to execute the breakout cleanly. We need to be able to pass, like execute passes perfectly because it all comes down to the wire in playoffs. Every team's playing their heart out because a lot of the teams have a lot of seniors who's it's their possible last chance on the ice, so they're going to be playing with their hearts, and we need to play with more. And as we head into the postseason, what are your goals for yourself and for the team? So, of course, everyone's going to say we want to win the Pens Cup. Yeah. We got these three seniors, Roe, Chase, and Brock. Love them all to death, and I really want to get them this Pens Cup. Mm -hmm. I think they have been working for it the past four years. I think they really deserve it. And me personally, I just want to contribute to the team and be able to make sure that I'm a role player. I don't need to have all these goals or assists. I just want to make sure I'm on the ice absolutely controlling the game and making sure my teammates – and as a leader, my teammates are able to see me as like a beam of, how do you say it? Of leadership? A, be a yeah. beam of leadership to just go off of and be able to execute on the ice. They they, usually they listen to what I say yeah. on the ice. <laughs> usually. Usually. Yeah. And I feel like whenever we have a lot of communication between the whole team, not just the captains with the players, but just players to players, it's – our team just executes much better. I think that's right there why you've had such a successful season is leading by example, and it comes from the top down, especially only having three seniors. Other people have had to step up, and you've done certainly that this year, my leader, and we thank you for your time today, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you, thank you. And you just heard from Emilio Laraquinte and from my interview with him, and uh, we really appreciate his time and his Success this year has been noteworthy, to say the least. Second in points only to my man to my left, Ryan Berry, who is 27. Emilio is 20. He's had a remarkable year. And um, going into playoffs, we expect more of that the same. And look, quick notes before we head off and the end of this podcast. Um, the boys' wrestling team has their individual championships, Whipio championships, this Friday. And Matt Denninger qualified for that just this past weekend with a big win on Saturday. Two badges he won as he'll be able to compete at the individual championship. And he'll, he'll have a little bit of a tougher route than some people. But he's he's going to have to play some higher seeds. But 
if he keeps on wrestling like he has been recently, he is a good shot. And then Angelo Emilio will also be qualified as well as he'll be wrestling on Friday, as will Scott Huffmeyer. And congratulations to those gentlemen, and we wish them the best of luck. And Maggie Foley it will be competing in the Swimming and Diving Championships um, for the Whippeals on um, Friday as well. And we wish them all the best of luck. And we used to talk about Maggie Foley every year about this time as her success has been remarkable over the years. And she'll be looking to continue that again this Friday as she continues her Whippeal dominance. And uh, Ryan, that about does it for us. But we do have a little bit of a wonky schedule coming up for the boys depending, and the girls depending on what happens. Yeah, we do. Uh, the boys, they play this Thursday or uh, against Uniontown, yeah. and as we mentioned earlier, Uniontown's going to be a really tough test. But they, if they win that one, then they would face uh, Laurel Highlands in the semifinal. Most in all likely, likelihood. in all likelihood, yeah. yeah. Laurel Highlands has been dominant this year, and Rodney Gallagher. I mean, they were in the five A champ. They won the. I think the, they won five A last year. It might they have been against down. Newcastle. I don't know if for that hundred percent. They dropped down. They still have their arguably best player in Rodney Gallagher yeah. with them. Uh, and so they definitely have a lot of talent. It will be a tough team to beat. But if North Catholic loses this one, all hope is not lost. They can't win a Whipple championship, but they can find a way to make it to states because they would play this Saturday. And then would play if they win that play another game, I believe. That's, that's Maybe correct. Maybe if they lose, they play another game. But they, they, they could have two more games, which could help get them into states. So it's really confusing. But I think seven teams, seven teams from the, make yep. it to states, and there are only. How many? Fifteen teams in the playoffs. Sixteen teams. Sixteen. In the playoffs. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's so almost it's, half of the teams uh, have an opportunity to make it in. You're exactly right. And uh, that game, uh, if they were to lose to Uniontown, would be at North Catholic on Saturday. Um, and I'm sure we'll be streaming that one on the North Catholic Sports Network. Whether we'll have uh, people there to do it, that's a completely different question entirely. Um, but we'll definitely have that up on the North Catholic Sports Network. And, Ryan, this is our, I think to me this is my favorite time of the high school sports season. we got basketball playoffs. we got we got um, hockey playoffs coming up. And it's so many exciting teams. And wrestling has had a great year. Swimming and diving has had a great year. We have baseball starting up. We have boys volleyball, track and field starting up. It's, it's a great time of the year to be a high school sports fan. It is, and we'll have it all here on the podcast. Make sure you keep listening. Uh, and... When, a couple podcasts ago, we talked to Mr. John Donovan. That was just a great interview. See if you if you haven't heard that, make sure to go listen to it. It's Absolutely. about a forty minute interview with him. We talked about. I mean, it's some great advice that anyone, sh- everyone, you should listen to. Absolutely, tremendous life advice. Yep, and any other podcast too. We have a lot of interviews oh, yeah, with please. all other students at, at and uh, athletes at North. So make sure to listen to that. And remember, we are your one stop podcast for everything North Catholic athletics. Mm-hmm.